I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Eight days to kick off, ladies and gentlemen. Perry on Winfrey bringing us back. It's been a long time. When's the last time we played a highlight on our show? A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. Not quite two years, but welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hour three, Friday, August 25. Toby and TJ with you. TJ, great job on the countdown this year. Great job by you by doing it. (laughs) <laughs> Are you glad it's over? No um, more fight songs? It wasn't no more as bad this year. Guys, it wasn't no as more... bad this year until the last day, just now, when you said, let's do all the fight songs. And <laughs> I was not in rhythm at all. Like, that's a rhythm thing. And we hadn't done that rhythm. all season. So it was like, uh, or all countdown. So I was like, oh, goodness. So. Yeah. Way to go, man. Way to go. Uh, not as good as I once was. 11 but as months. As I ever was. <laughs> 11 months until you have to do it again. <laughs> you can relax for a while. Way to go. Georgia at number one. And uh, now we got a season to play. We'll figure it out after this. Has the Chick-fil-A sandwich showed up yet? Uh, I've been told uh, in the next 10 minutes or so. Really? Between 8.15 and 8.30, uh, a chicken sandwich should arrive. Just one? No, I think she's bringing multiple. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is killing me. <laughs> I gave you the heads up. You wanted a you, guarantee, and no, I said I've no. been. T- I said I've been told this, and then I said I can't guarantee it, but I've been told it is going to be here. And you said I want guarantees, and I said I can't right. do that. I said I need guarantees. I can't. I can't not have guarantees. And you, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going to have the sandwich before I am. The you, pimento hunting. Do you want to uh, Facetime me while I bite into uh, the juicy, delicious? Chick-fil-A yeah. sandwich. Yeah, I want to do that. Yep. <laughs> now, it sounds like the sandwich is coming during our interview next segment. So oh, that's right. That'd be perfect. Don't eat it until oh, we no. have a chance no, to I'll, do I'll it take on the first air, bite okay. on air, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, next segment, Greg Bishop from Sports Illustrated is going to join us. He wrote the cover story on Jalen Hurts this week and uh, spent – 
a lot of time with him, including at his graduation ceremony in Norman recently when he got his master's degree. It's a fascinating read. If you haven't read it yet, I would highly suggest you do. We will talk to the author, Greg Bishop, coming up in the next segment. I saw you were bummed yesterday, Tej, and I hate that. And one of the reasons you were bummed is because uh, Big and Rich made an announcement, huh? Yeah. No more uh, coming to your city on college game day. 16 years now they've been... uh, that's been the theme song for college game day, waking you up on Saturday mornings. And I know it wasn't, it hasn't always been that song, but 16 years is a long run. You kind of get used to it, and that's the song that kicks off your day. And maybe the next one's great. Uh, they they teased. It's been a great 16 oh, years being the voices of the college game day open. And now we're excited to officially pass the torch to these extremely talented artists. We can't say who just yet, but tune in to ESPN on Saturday, September 2nd at 9 a.m. to find out. Hmm. Is there any speculation out there as to who it is? I I looked around yesterday once it got announced, but uh, people are throwing out ideas, but nothing that was, this is what I'm hearing. It was, oh, I hope it's, you know, Luke Combs did the SEC song, so there's people that said, I hope it's Luke Combs. And then, you know, uh, Morgan Wallen's a, a big college football fan, so his name got tossed out there. There was, uh, oh, some hip-hop people I saw listed that I can't even tell you who their names were, but apparently they're big college fans. Uh, what's the guy that does college game day sometimes? The uh, Jack, uh, I can't remember his last name. Uh, somebody on the text line will remind me. But So I've seen names thrown around, but nothing where people were saying, hey, this is who's going to be doing the new song. So, Huh. Yeah. Seems like a hard thing to keep secret. You would think so. Mm-hmm. I, Do I'm we get going it to, I tomorrow guess, or be, is their first game day next week? I think it's next week. So, okay. uh-oh, we got the doorbell ringing over here. Oh, go on, get it. Go get it. Go get it. This is very exciting. I think this is a Chick-fil-A delivery. That has just arrived at the studio, potentially, as T.J. Perry is set to become the first human member of the public to try the brand new Chick-fil-A pimento honey pepper chicken sandwich. Um, fresh, uh, Freshly a fan of pimento cheese this week, and now after bad-mouthing the sandwich earlier in the week, willingly and excitedly going to become the first person in America to try it. Uh, we shall see. He's probably talking right now to the big cow. I assume the big cow delivered this sandwich. Yes, TJ, go ahead. <laughs> Wasn't a big... Did the big cow She may be offended sandwich? if you say the big cow walked in. So, no. The mascot. Uh, the mascot. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we've got some. You, we've you got, got some, sandwiches. Yes, and it was not th- from who I was expecting, so I think I'm getting even more chicken sandwiches. So they're just showing up all over the place, dude. you got to get down here and eat one. Well, how many sandwiches are there? Th- this one's just a couple, so, yeah. Uh, but there's more coming? I think so. I think so. TJ, you got my address, right? <laughs> I do. have. You want no, me to have it door dash for you? No, don't mail pimento cheese. No, that would be bad. Um, Well, I mean, we got time. No, we'll wait. Have, we'll wait. We'll go we'll bottom wait. of the hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be 20 minutes from now. That's at fine. Least. That's fine. That's what if fine. it gets cold? It won't get cold. I'll make sure. that It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Are you looking at it right now? We've got to give people time. Um, Not looking at it. No, it's still in the bag. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My mouth is watering. 
going to make you I wonder you if wait. they're going to do this, a chicken biscuit on this, a honey uh, pimento honey pepper chicken biscuit. would be good. All right, very good. So bottom of the hour, TJ will try the new Chick-fil-A sandwich. I mean, the power of the show is just remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. Um, ESPN is out with their bowl projections for this upcoming season, TJ. After fall practice, they've been able to evaluate where they think uh, everybody's going to go bowling this year. Let the people know where to book hotel at right now. Tell them. No, as always, I want to give fair warning. This is not final, okay? So please do not make any travel plans as of yet. But according to ESPN, both of their predictors agree, Schleyball and Bonagura, that Oklahoma is headed to Houston, Texas. Ah, Texas no. Bowl. This is back-to-back days. First, Brent Venables likes Kane Brown, and now you're telling me they're going bowling in Houston, Texas, the dump of America. That's exactly right. Houston, Texas uh, Sooners are headed down to the Texas Bowl uh, to face an SEC opponent. One of the projections is that it'll be Oklahoma and Kentucky. So the Sooners get Mark Stoops. The other projection is that it will be Oklahoma against Shane Beamer and South Carolina. Uh, Both of those matchups would be fun. But... uh, yeah, it would be disappointing if we end the season in the uh, in the Texas Bowl. I was asked on the stage by Barry Trammell the other day the line of demarcation for which this is an acceptable OU football season. What's your answer to that? Ten wins. Nine, you're feeling okay. Ten, it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, that's acceptable. That's good. The schedule, like, if you don't have ten wins. Does with that this count schedule, the bowl game? I would prefer it not to. I would prefer that to be your 11th win. I think this is a 10-win season, like, minimum. Like, looking over the football schedule. So your 10 wins is in the regular season? In the regular season, yes. All right. Okay. Do you think it's less than that? No, I think it's exactly that. Yeah. I mean, considering the schedule, I think it should probably be even more than 10, but I'll give them the 10 because that's a massive upgrade and improvement from last year. But um, I think – Probably any year at Oklahoma that you don't win 10 games is considered a disappointment, regardless of what happened the year before. Right. And considering they went 6-7 and seven last year, there's significant pressure going into this year. It's the last year of the Big 12. The schedule appears to be friendly. Yeah, I think that uh, while 9-3 and three is an improvement, and depending on how it unfolded, maybe that would be palatable. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine. Uh, yeah, not TCU would have to repeat wins. what they did last year and be a playoff contender. Texas would have to be legit, like everyone's saying. Well, I'm saying even more than that. Like if they had like just a horrible rash of bad luck or injuries, or oh well, maybe you injuries, know something yeah, like sure. that, and everybody would say, "All right, we get it." But uh, there's not a whole lot of that that happens at OU. So I mean, where would your three losses even come from? Texas, TCU, and Oklahoma State, I guess, in Stillwater. I, mean, I, I don't think they're going to no, lose three everybody games, else but up. but. At BYU could be tricky. Uh, I think they're better than Cincinnati, but it's their first ever Big 12 game. You know, there's going to be a lot of emotion in that. At Oklahoma State isn't a layup. TCU, Texas. So I don't think they're – I'm just pointing out the potential pitfalls out there. Uh, 
I think they could win them all. Like they absolutely could win them all. But I think you're right. I think if they get 10 wins coming off a six-win season, then, you know, not universally, but overwhelmingly, Sooner fans would say, yeah, that we got something cooking now going into the SEC. Um, so we're Reese Davis there. doesn't think so. I think that was fake. Do you think that was a fake uh, account or I, a fake twi- I, tweet? I, I think that was a fake tweet. Oh, okay. I just saw the tweet and saw his quote and thought, huh. I think it was a Missouri fan trying to poke the bear. Gotcha. Okay. Somebody out there that let us know. That makes sense. Who, I, when I saw it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like something he would say. Like, Reese doesn't say things right. like that. Okay. okay. Somebody who saw the Reese Davis thing that was making its rounds yesterday, let us know if that was fake or real. But I, I don't, you know, I'm not an expert on the old X Twitter, so I, I could be wrong. But it looked like to me that was fake, so. It was because it was Reese. If it was like Pat McAfee or something, I would have oh, said, "Oh yeah, yeah." That's dev- but if it was Reese. I was like, "Hang on a second. Hey, Reese doesn't say things like that." So somebody out there probably has put more effort into it than I have. All right, break time. <laughs> Very exciting uh, rest of the hour coming up. When we come back, we're talking to Sports Illustrated's Greg Bishop about this Jalen Hurts piece. And then the segment after that, TJ tries the brand-new Chick-fil-A pimento honey pepper chicken sandwich. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Well, I'm excited about this. Hopefully you have already seen and read the uh, Sports Illustrated cover story on Jalen Hurts, the author of that story, Greg Bishop, joins us live now. Greg, good morning. How are you today, sir? Uh, good morning. Uh, doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on. Yeah, I, a lot of specifics I want to ask you about this story, but just in general, tell us about how much time you spent with Jalen and, and what was your overall impression? Yeah, you know, this this process really started last December. I went out and met with him, um, you know, amid the MVP run. I jinxed him immediately. Uh, I think the next week was when they played the Bears and he got hurt. And, uh, you know, I do our Super Bowl cover every year, so we spoke before that game. Uh, thought he was a lot more open. And then for the cover, you know, ended up going to Norman for the graduation ceremony. Met with him in Philadelphia. And uh, we had a cool photo shoot where he did the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air thing. So, Overall, it was a, a long process, uh, quite a bit of time, and my overall impression was, you know, this is a guy who's as intentional as, as anybody I've ever dealt with in sports, uh, a guy who has his life scheduled and planned, and I guess I was really struck by how self-aware and self-assured he was. You know, uh, no OU quarterback uh, walks around campus in Norman uh, unknown, that's for sure, certainly one that has just gone to the Super Bowl and has returned. So the graduation ceremony that you spent with him here, you detail in in, uh, great specificity how hot it was that day, which is great. (laughs) But I would imagine that was quite a scene spending that day with him and his his crew. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, one thing that stood out to me that I didn't necessarily think going into it is just how much that year meant to him. I knew it was important, and I knew he learned a lot under Lincoln Riley, and I knew that he played really well, right? But it was just evident when I was there how much the school meant to him and how, you know, he seemed to identify with Oklahoma as much even as Alabama. And, 
you know, I think the impact, you know, extended both ways. It was it was cool to watch him with Joe Castiglione. It was interesting to watch him with Brent because of their shared history. And it was really surreal because, yeah, there were a lot of people coming up to him, and a lot of them seemed to know him. And I think the impact there was really deep, you know, both ways. The word meticulous. Uh, you mention it in your story, and it certainly is kind of the overarching word, it feels like, of the piece He's a remarkably meticulous young man, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. And what I would say is I'm not sure many human beings are that meticulous, you know, in general. And then let's go to like a 24-year-old. <laughs> I think I just don't know anybody that thinks about their day like that. I was a little bit surprised when I spent the day with him and Norman at just how scheduled it was. You know, he met with the university president in the morning he had meetings with the coaches. He went to the athlete graduation ceremony. And, you know, every single minute of this day was planned out. And I, I remember my own graduation. I think I was, you know, hung over and just trying to get through it. And so it was really, really evident, you know, um, that this is a guy who, you know, no stone unturned is sort of a life motto. I'm desperately trying to find where you talk about Brent Venable's office here. I thought it was hilarious. It was something about a cross between a chapel and a speakeasy. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Brooklyn a little bit, you know, just because it, it was really, like, well-appointed. And the, the ceilings really stood out to me. I mean, they were high. They were glass. They had this beautiful view of campus and the stadium out the window. And then, you know, it was really well decorated. I, I was struck by the Jordans, and so was Jalen. He brought that up. Uh, I was struck by the Rolexes, and I just thought it was really interesting because it was super nice and well-appointed and could have been a bar right in the middle of Brooklyn. But also, <laughs> I thought, you know, it was typical football coach. Like, he had tape paws. <laughs> you know, he was studying. And I think the thing that really stood out to me in that meeting was, you know, one, their shared history, but two – you know, this this was two guys sitting there talking about, you know, football in a real deep and meaningful way, and they had been against each other, and each had won. And the whole time I'm looking at this uh, sands of the hourglass sitting right next to Jalen, along with the little, you know, like placard, and it said, believe. And I was not sure that he had seen it, but it was perfect for me in a writing sense, because it's a great metaphor for everything that's going on with both of them. And you know, I asked him, and he winked and smiled, like, right away. Like, he had seen it, too. And so I thought it was it was kind of perfect, you know. He even thinks like a writer. How do you get someone, when you, when you do a story like this, just a journalism question, how do you get an athlete like this to trust you, you know, and to let you follow him around, to let you into the inner circle and, and know that you're not going to throw him under the bus? Yeah, you know, I, I think this one was – particularly interesting in that regard because Jalen is not a quick guy to trust. I think, you know, in general, he kind of likes to see, you know, size people up. There's a lot of, um, I had a, a line in the story, I think, I don't know if it got cut actually, but his private quarterback coach, Adam Dudeau, said that Jalen understands the power of silence better than most people and that he doesn't always need to say everything that's on his mind. And so part of my pitch here was, I want to go with him to Oklahoma, and I don't want to say anything. I don't want to impact the dynamic. I just want to watch and take notes and see what he really does, not what he says. And initially, when I pitched shadowing him for that day, he said no. 
his people were into it, and I was, you know, a little bit bummed, but thinking I'd go see him in Philadelphia anyway. And then 24 hours before the ceremony, they called and said he changed his mind. And so mm. I couldn't get a flight to Norman from Seattle. I flew to Kansas City. I drove over. No, and the boy. whole time I'm, I'm sending them articles that I've done, you know, that sort of speak to, like, what my process is like, how involved it could be. And then the day we spent together, you know, you, you just build on that trust by doing what you said you'd do. And so I think him and I exchanged maybe 10 words, and I was with him for almost 10 hours that day at Norman. And it's just kind of, you know, my, my whole goal in that instance, you know, as I'm building trust is to just sit there, be quiet, don't impact anything, and, and see what it's really like. And that's what I loved about you know, being able to see that day is, it was really illuminating and it was cool because it went exactly as it, you know, should. You know, a couple of the things Jalen is, is most famous for for that year in Norman. One was the comeback in, in Waco, which will go down in, in Sooner Lore. The other is the photographs that would come out after a game of Jalen lifting weights, you know, doing a workout on a Saturday night after a game and how he pushes himself and you have there's there's a couple of people at least in this story i want to say his mom and his dad maybe some other people around him at different points are telling him to chill out you know dude you're you're taking everything too seriously you're pushing yourself too hard you gotta chill out it seems like that's kind of been a common theme of of people around him in his life yeah, absolutely. That's that's a great question because, you know, I think a, lo a lot of times in his life, because he is so programmed and so methodical and so intentional about everything he does, he is actually needed to become more natural. You know, one of the big breakthroughs in his season last year was, you know, being able to have a more natural throwing motion. You know, that came from his work with Adam Dudeau at uh, 3DQB. And the idea was, you know, maybe to be a little less programmed, to let his natural gifts kind of shine through. And he has a lot of those, you know. And even the first time I met with him, you know, you, you get a lot of sense of that. Like uh, he was working out on a Friday in Philadelphia, and there was like nobody in the building except for him and the strength coach. And I think being prepared and doing everything you can is, is always going to be a part of Jalen's story. But I also think that there's a danger in that that's sort of related. And it, 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 it could come in the form of doing too much, being too prepared, overthinking things. And I think when he's been at his best, he's been able to strike a balance there. And I think that's really what you saw last season as he put together, you know, a, 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 a nearly an MVP campaign. Talking to Greg Bishop of Sports Illustrated, he has written the cover story on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the most intentional superstar in sports in this week's Sports Illustrated. You know, Philadelphia is a unique city. Uh, his brother calls him a robot. You reference that several times. Is that the perfect mentality to be a star in uh, Philly? Because I know they love him right now, but it's Philadelphia. It's not always going to be that case. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, the really important thing there is that people buy him as authentic. You know, I think you could go to Philadelphia and you could say the same things that Jalen says and you could do the same things that Jalen does. And it maybe wouldn't come across, you know, as, as real and authentic and genuine. And I think Philadelphia fans would see through that. I think Eagles, uh, their locker room is filled with a lot of veteran players would see that. 
And I think the important thing is that they they buy Jalen. They, they think this is you know how he wants to operate. And one of my favorite parts of the story is somebody who grew up in the '90s. Is I talked to DJ Jazzy Jeff for it. And, you know, the hard part was, like, what do you call him? You know, DJ, do you call him Jazzy, Jazz? Thankfully, he said, call me Jeff, and, you know, <laughs> took that out of my brain right away. But he told me that he thinks they can identify with Jalen, Philadelphia sports fans, because, you know, they, they see themselves as sometimes over underestimated. They see themselves as people who work hard and overcome. And, uh, you know, what, what Jeff was describing was a sort of, you know, symbiosis there, a, a, a shared ethos. And I think that I think that that's kind of cool, right, because it may not last forever, but for a guy to go in with as many questions as he had in the situation that he went into where they had just paid Carson Wentz, a, you know, a Brinks truck worth of money, to be able to then have the fans, you know, embrace him in the way they have, like I, I think it speaks to the, the way he moves and the way he operates. When he uh, left OU on the day of the graduation, you wrote that he, uh, before they left, he wanted to go get some chicken strips. Uh, yeah. Raising Cane's? Yeah, I believe that is where they went. Yeah, that was yeah. actually the only time I split off from them, and it was between when he met with Brent and when we all went to the indoor ceremony, which, which had been moved from outdoors because of the weather I described. Yeah, yeah, I figured that was where. Yeah, okay. That makes you got to get the sauce. It's pretty good. All right, Greg Bishop, check it out, folks. Pick up this week's SI or check it out online. It's a it's a great story, kind of behind the curtain, with a uh, former Sooner star, now Philadelphia Eagles Eagle star quarterback Jalen Hurts. Greg, thanks for a few minutes of your time today. We really appreciate it. Great article. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, there you go, Greg Bishop from Sports Illustrated. He's a unique guy. I, uh, you know, I was not necessarily his biggest fan when he was at Oklahoma. I was critical at times of Jalen and honestly didn't think he would be a very good NFL quarterback. And admittedly, like I am in most cases, dead wrong. He has been sensational i don't know that anybody could have predicted he was going to be as good in the nfl as he's been though you know i i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you where i think my misread came i thought a lot of this was show with him i thought a lot of this was an act you know like the going and working out after a game hey make sure you get pictures of this you know or, you know that the, the press conferences were robotic and I don't know. I, I think I misread him. I, I think he's just genuinely made different than everybody else. And that's very well written into this story here. And I, I admit I was wrong from the get-go about Jalen Hurts, both at Oklahoma and in the NFL. He has done a remarkable job. He likes him now, people. Uh, I'm, I do. He's won me over. <laughs> All right. You ready, Teach? Yeah, we are. We are. Does it smell good? Very good, yes. Are you hungry? Uh, actually, now I am after smelling it, yeah. Okay. TJ tries the new Chick-fil-A sandwich live on the air next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. You know the total amount 
I'm sorry, what was that? How much has Chick-fil-A paid us for advertising this week? Do you know? <laughs> Zero. Come on, Chick-fil-A. I mean, <laughs> you're going to have to step up here a little bit. Uh, we're, we're, I've got enough food to feed a king around here. I, I've got a whole feast. All right, so. explain the situation you're staring at here. Um, situation is I've got several uh, of the new uh, honey... Pepper pimento chicken sandwich. That's a mouthful. How many several? Um, I don't know. Maybe 10. Okay. There's bags of them. Bags of them. A big thank you. I think oh, there was boy. confusion. Big thank you to the uh, west side on Main Street, uh, the east side, 12th and Alameda, Chick-fil-A. Uh, talked to separate people. They've all shown up with uh, wonderful uh, Both restaurants have brought uh, both, sandwiches. Both have. So thank you very much to both. Depending on where you're at, Norman. Hit both of them up. Go buy. Oh, yeah. Try they're this both, on Monday. They're both it's a team. It's a they team. both get along. That, they're, right. they're, they're great friends, and you'll go to either one of them, but they have both brought <laughs> chicken sandwiches. The honey for pepper you today. pimento chicken sandwich. Yes. So Obviously, they've done this because of all the talk on the show this week about this sandwich, for which they have paid $0 in advertising. Thus, we have. You want to driven. keep reminding them of that? Well, I'm just saying, like you know, just like, I hope they're appreciative of all the business we're driving their way because this sandwich <laughs> sounds delicious. It looks delicious and it smells delicious. Have you opened it already? I've got it out of the uh, you know the uh, famous Chick Fil A wrapper here. Yeah, it's, it's sitting hot? in front of me. It's warm. Yes. Okay. In fact, they just showed up with more amigo. They said we wanted to make sure it was warm. So they brought me another one. So <laughs> okay, des- describe what you're looking at here. I'm, uh, your typical Are you going to FaceTime me, by the way? I'm recording this, so maybe I'll post it on uh, the X. Okay. So uh, it looks like a typical Chick Fil A sandwich, but you can see the pimento cheese under uh, on top of the chicken breast. Is it coming and, out from uh, under the bun? You can see it sneaking out from under the bun. Uh, there yes. A bit. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a large amount of pimento or a small amount of pimento? It's um just a right amount, just kind of spread Medium on the top. Amount. It's not like a big okay. like it's not overwhelming, you know. It's not okay. some big giant spoonful that's just globbed on top of it. No, it's perfectly uh, spread it's out. It's the perfect you amount can... for in- enhancing the sandwich. Yes. And okay. you can tell I can tell the bottom bun you can tell uh has the honey on it. Hmm. Um, so it's actually honey it. on the sandwich. I think so. I think okay. so. At least it looks that way. Looks that okay. way to me. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, take What's a bite? the plan here? What's the plan here? Well, I plan on taking a bite and then just you know one? what I think. Well, I may need two or three. We know how this went the other day. I have ate more on air today than I have in 20 years. This or week? Or this week, I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. I, I'm going to be honest wait. with you right now. I'm having a harder time with this one. <laughs> the plain pimento cheese you're fine with, but the fact that I've got a sandwich that doesn't come out till Monday for everyone else. The fact that you're the first American to try the pimento I'm gonna say honey I am. pepper I'm gonna chicken I'm going to say nobody sandwich. else has, no Chick-fil-A employee, I'm, no one else has had this. I am raging with jealousy right now <laughs> over this. All right, go ahead, try it. All right, all right here we go. Oh, man, that sounded juicy. And the chewing. And TJ, right now, just now, taking in his first bite. Of oh, there's the jalapenos on here too. Oh man, actual jalapenos. Actual jalapeno on slices. There? I just saw. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, How do you on. feel about jalapenos I love in general? Them. I love them. Hold okay. on. Second bite. Second bite. Here we go. The fact that he's going back for a second bite, as we learned earlier this week, tends to be a good sign in TJ taste tests. All right, let me clear the palate. I have some questions before you render a verdict. Here. Okay, go ahead. Questions. When you go to Chick-fil-A, yes. do you order the original or the spicy? I've had both. I'm typically an original guy. Okay. Like both, but I don't know why. I'm, I just I'm worried about lean what the jalapenos the... are going to do to your digestive tract. No, I'm fine with jalapenos. Because we all know you're fragile. I'm fine with jalapenos. <laughs> what other Go questions ahead. do you have? Rin, render your verdict. I was curious about this because I am very traditional when it comes to Chick-fil-A. Love their nuggets. Love their original sandwich. Like, it's simple and perfect. This pimento cheese that's been introduced to my li- reintroduced to my life this week <laughs> is unbelievable. I am a walking example of people, if you didn't like something when you were like 10 or 15, try it again in your adult life. I've done, that. I've done that with other things, but the pimento cheese was just something that I wanted no part of. Mm-hmm. But for a show stake, I did it the other day. Shocking. Never say never, but never. Never. This sandwich is very, very good. Oh, really good. You've got you've got the tremendous, crunchy, perfect chicken uh, that Chick Fil A serves on their great bun. The pimento cheese is outstanding, mixed with the sweetness that you get from the honey flavor and the peppers. That's good. It is a good thing. A great sandwich. Wow. Wow. I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that because they brought them in to me. Uh, As you said, they were a paid advertiser, then I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a great. It's a very, very good sandwich. Spreading the news. This is going to be very popular, especially for the pimento cheese lovers out there. And if you don't like pimento cheese, try it. I think you'll be surprised. Have oh, you ever goodness. seen anyone do more of a 180 on, than T.J. Perry has done this week on pimento cheese, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, from utter disgust to a full-fledged love eating. affair in one week's time. Mm. He is now finishing the rest of the pimento cheese honey pepper chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, for which they have paid us zero advertising The combination dollars. of the... Chick-fil-A chicken and the pimento is just outstanding. Mm. <laughs> See, I thought the honey pepper was built into like the batter or something. You're telling me there's actually it honey may, on it and jalapeno pepper I think slices. The bottom bun has honey on it and then there are actual jalapeno slices. So mm-hmm. but the chicken itself, hold on, I can just get a piece of chicken right here. Okay. Yeah, that's just the normal Chick-fil-A chicken uh all right, Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. All right. So all right. How much of the sandwich have you eaten now? Um, a good six or seven bites now. <laughs> you were Are you, have you almost finished the sandwich? <laughs> no, I'm about halfway through the sandwich. Okay, so, very good. Why, why don't you? I'll finish, finish you gonna, it during the break. Finish it. Hey, are you going to eat the rest of them, or are you, you going to no, save some up here for, for the rest of the employees, co-workers the coworkers? There. They're, they're they're up here. Come on down, Toby. We'll save one for you. So in the end, you give it out of ten. What do you give the new sandwich, Steve? Um. It's legit. I would give it a strong 9, 9.5, without a wow. doubt. Wow. 
Like wow. nothing's perfect when it comes to food. I'll say that. Be very hard to be oh a ten. My heavens. So that tells you how good it is. Good I'd enough. Be very hesitant to give anything a ten. Anything in the world. So well, if anything got a ten, it would be a Whataburger something. But... <laughs> well, I don't think you're supposed to mention that. Oh, okay. But, sorry. Yeah. All right. There you go. There it is. TJ, the first person in America to try the brand new Chick Fil A. Pe- a pimento cheese, cheese. I can't say it. I'm so rattled by this. <laughs> I've taken over your uh, your stick. You're I'm the food go, guy. I'm gonna go have my nectarine during this commercial break. Oh, uh, TJ, I'm honored. Thank you. Cheese. Thank you to everyone that has stopped by. They're, I've got so many pimento chicken sandwiches from stores from, all from miles around. Thank you to the, Main Street, to 12th the and Alameda, Midwest to all City Chick Fil A store you. just showed up with more sandwiches <laughs> for you, TJ. <laughs> We'll be back right after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com.